0: Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a major and looking for information on sex relationships and gender, please visit scarletteeth.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy episode 31, the show where we answer all of life's kiki questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your co host, Miss Mimi. Miss Mimi, did you know that last episode I forgot to give the episode number? No, wait, no. On 29, I forgot to give the episode number. I just said, Dear Jazzy, show where we answer, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we are professionals. We are professionals, (laughs) as you pointed out. Professional to the point where this is a very special episode, as every episode is, but this is extra special because this episode is the first episode of Dear Jazzy that is being broadcasted live from our Discord server. Yay! Everyone's clapping, but we can't hear it because you're all muted, I love you. But yes, the show is now being uh, broadcasted as well as recorded. So everyone is giving, (laughs) people are like cheering, it's really cute. Um, So if you want to join in on the live recording and hear the pre-show, the post-show, all the bloopers, Live unedited, uh, send one of us a DM and you can join our Discord. We always like to meet new friends, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so that's what's going on this episode, Miss Mimi. How have you been since last we spoke?
1: Uh, well, uh, it was my birthday on Sunday, so happy that,
0: birthday!
1: Uh, did the thing, played some games, got some. Money, I guess
0: <laughs> as she we says,
1: patch day. day. Pa- we had patch day t- uh, yesterday. Yes, patch day for Final Fantasy. That was real good. We uh, played a lot of games, did a lot of things. I did some crying because the story is very moving. Oh, um, is Not yeah, was- in it? Alphano is one of the good characters. Personally, Alize is my favorite, but, you know,
0: <laughs> Alphonaut is 18, correct? At least, you know, I don't actually know. I don't remember. <laughs> OK, actually, help me out here. <laughs> I was going to say, because it's just like love that character design. I've definitely seen NSFW and I really hope that character is of age, because if not, they shouldn't be drawing.
1: Well, I mean they're, that they're like they're kind of weird characters where they haven't. Hit like their quote growth spurt yet, because like.
0: The uh, are
1: normally just like stupid, crazy tall. But like they're really short. I'm not 100% sure how old they are, so I'm not going to like.
0: But I, uh, yes, very my much l- appreciate, like Alize's. um, As she with- says, he's 16 at the start of a realm reborn and is considered fully adult by their own culture. Also, years have passed since ARR. So I'm going right. to go with yes. And for yeah. that, I say thank fucking God. <laughs> anyways so uh you had a birthday bash and that's really exciting did anyone draw you fan art because i got inundated you didn't no nope. oh no no
1: nope.
0: uh everyone listening we need to fix that miss mimi has uh, <laughs> uh two characters that can get fan art and it's not fair if jazzy gets all the fan art and mimi doesn't it's get fan art so okay no it's not okay you need to be as spoiled as i was this birthday it was it was intense and and we love you jamie says more cheetah all right uh,
1: my birthday was decidedly uneventful when it comes to like shower like gifts and special events i spent most of my day with uh ashy which was really quite lovely and special so oh my god cat hello (gasps) oh kitty She's intent on joining the podcast this week, so you have a, a second co-host.
0: Oh my gosh, kitty witty. I'm here for this. See, listen.
1: <gasps> <gasps>
0: <gasps> you can do, You can go on the floor now.
1: Oh my god, you're going to rip my desk apart. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> 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 <cat is> gonna...
0: <laughs> I hope you know I'm leaving that in
1: she's normally sleeping for this
0: <laughs> not today oh god so uh so today was fun uh i was about to take my pre-podcast bath and i don't know why my baths always line up before the show but oh, like, have a sex break before the bath and then hey we don't, don't make fun of my sex breaks <laughs> I'm just saying it's probable facts. It's the most important meal of the day. Anyways, so I was getting my bath started and I get I start to get in the bath and my dad texts me and he's like, hey, real name. Uh, we're in the neighborhood. Uh, we're thinking about picking up some ice cream. What flavors do you want? And we we're like ice cream. So they came over with ice cream, and we ate it on our porch, socially distanced, and then we went for a walk around our lake, and it was really nice. So that was nice. You Got walked
1: to... all the way around Lake Erie.
0: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> yeah, without passports. <laughs> God damn. No, no, no. The sorry, the pond, lake slash pond that's in the backyard, <laughs> and then um... oh, okay, this is actually important. This I'm is. Just... This is this is a sponsorship. This is a this is a sponsorship. I am endorsing a product. Uh, I know about one percent of the people that listen to the show actually know how to use a potty. We just we just got a new item that is a game changer. Daddy comes to me and he says, you know, I have something in the Amazon cart and want to get your opinion on it. I, okay, and it's like, okay, show it to me. And he has a squatty potty in there. Do, oh, you no. know, do you no. know what a squatty potty is? Oh, <laughs> along, oh, with, no. along with a bidet, it is the biggest <laughs> game changer in the bathroom. And it is my. Okay, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but it's great. And my colon has not been cleaner since Capcom two years ago. So this is a full <laughs> Dear chassis <Jesse laughs> endorsement. Oh, and, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Do you have a horror story? Have you never seen the video? No. (laughs) Are we going to have something to.
1: It's now in the
0: chat. Oh, God, yes, I have seen this. (laughs) I have seen this. Chat is reacting accordingly. Oh,
1: no, That is endorsed by unicorn poops.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, it's still a game changer. Jesse's throne, says to Ashy. You're not, you're okay, we, we need to like get... The same way again. We need to get the fuck off of this segment. Uh, we have patrons. We have a Patreon. <laughs> and what's special about this week is not only are we live, every single person who has the shout-out reward has sent in their shout-outs. Big round of applause. Yay. So this is a uh, podcast of mini firsts. All right, so let's uh, go no, the down the line here. Are in S and P? What's up? The firsts are in S and P. The firsts are in S and P. Okay, <laughs> if you if you know, you know. In the fifteen dollars center two, which gets you a custom porn commission slot once a month, we have Daddy Gray who says. Daddy told me to tell my friends my name is Jazzy and I love receiving animals and messing my pampers. Princess Sarah writes, Jazzy is the most adorable crinkle butt to ever crawl the earth. Imp says, always remember to respect kinks and pronouns. Acceptance and love are important. Wrath says, stick bug will never give you up and never let you down. Kineko says, just keep pushing forward. And Joe says, speckles for come Lord 2020. He's got my vote. In the $10 fetishist here. Which gets you a free video. Well, not free. Gets you a video that I make every single month of the pornography variety. And he writes, Mmm, um, Jazzy's a super cute puppy. That's literally what the shout out is. And Brian says, Diaper plus gaming equals winning. In the $5 kinkster tier, we have A.B. Michael, Casa, Christian, Cloud Puddles, Juice Box, Skywalker. And in the $1 vanilla tier, we have Jamie, Melbourne, Phil, 258, and Star. Miss Mimi, this is a advice show, and we have questions. We do. We do. We do. What is the first question?
1: Well, it's from Miss Lemon, or as she signs off, Lemon Chicken Nugget. And I'd like to point out... There are a lot of ways that a lemon chicken nugget can go, and it can go really, really bad or <laughs> fantastic. How can it go bad? Think about a breaded piece of chicken just dipped in lemon juice.
0: That sounds delicious. That doesn't sound delicious. Sounds that sounds sog- amazing. That sounds really, really good. It sounds soggy. I don't know. But oh, I see what you mean. I, I thought you meant like batter, then lemon juice, then in the fryer.
1: No, just like lemon juice, like that's not good.
0: I see. Okay, so (laughs) the question is lemon batter, like it could be good. oh, God, that sounds really good.
1: (laughs) What's your favorite flower? Also, rose petals make for a very sexy bedroom time or just not worth the cleanup afterwards. Love you like you're a rare happy meal toy from Lemon Chicken Nuggets. Pronouns she, her.
0: That's a lot of love favorite flower has got to be well i love roses uh i also love lavender quite a lot um and i would say roses absolutely make for sexy bedroom time and they are absolutely worth the cleanup uh what daddy and i have is we also have bath salts with uh rose petals in them so we like to have like you know romantic baths together and then there's like the rose petals going all around and we'll light a rose scented candle and it's a wonderful time so I would say you know 10 out of 10 would recommend see
1: I'm gonna just have to disagree I don't like rose petals in the bedroom really they're just they're everywhere and you know what knowing me when we come to clean up I'm gonna miss some Oh yeah. animals in the house like I've just ever since, um, <clears throat> like, I, I have a chinchilla back in Ottawa, and ever since uh, she got a hold of an orchid leaf, which we found out is basically LSD for chinchillas. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought she was gonna die. <laughs> and we took her to the vet, and they basically informed us that, like, orchid leaves are drugs for chinchillas. They can overdose really easily. But she's basically just really high. And like, I'm, huh. just, I'm afraid of having like flower petals and stuff like that just hanging around because I do have animals in the house. And I, I'm, I'm just kind of eh. it, it, it takes away from the sexiness for me if I'm
0: worried about that kind of stuff.
1: Um, so I'm going to go for no go on the rose petals. But my favorite flower is a tiger lily.
0: Ooh, good choice. Good choice. I like that. So I actually, oh, I'm sorry. I actually have a question. Yeah. I have a question. So this was sent in by Skywalker, I believe. Let me scroll up in the chat. Yes. Okay. It was sent in by Skywalker. And they write. Is it better for you if inflatables are in the pool or is it preferred that they're out of the pool? And in which case is there a market for like body pillows, but inflatables? Cause in my mind, it's just a fuckable air mattress at the moment. So there is a couple ways to go about this. Um, whether it is in or out of the pool is entirely dependent on the toy itself because there are a lot of toys that are very stable In the water, and there's a lot of toys that are not stable in the water. Uh, Speckles was designed to be extremely stable in the water, so he'd be a very good in-the-pool toy. Uh, The Puffy Paws Wolf, you have to deflate the legs a bit in order to get it in the pool just fine. And then um, stuff like the Zenith Dragon is just like a no-go in a lot of ways because the legs are not separate chambers, so it's a little bit difficult. But everything technically can go in the pool, technically, Um, regardless of if it's in or not. Having the pool water all up on the toy is great because it makes it like slippery and wet and it's great. Um, And then the second half of the question is, is there a market for body pillows but inflatables? The answer is yes. And that is a very recent thing. Uh, there's a company called Horseplay, and they're kind of like puffy paws in that they do, like, short-run, like, custom toys and everything. They make, they've make, they been making um, basically inflatable body pillows with, like, My Little Pony characters. I was like, this is not something that appeals to me, but, you know, whatever. Like, do you do you. That's cool. Um, but in regards to the whole idea of, like, the fuckable air mattress, that's very accurate, <laughs> I would say. So that is my opinion. This is usually where I throw it to Mimi, but I feel like you <laughs> don't have a lot of context or <laughs> to go on.
1: I mean, re- I'm gonna be real. You answered my only like point of information for that question already. So yeah, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say like, you know, with any kind of pool toy and and inflatable. Um, you're going to get different textures with the water, too, right? So like,
0: yes, it's going to be absolutely. a really
1: big, like, texture and kind of tactile thing. I can only imagine. I don't It's not my kink, so I don't know. Um, but that's the only kind of
0: thought that I would have. And then you already talked about it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, the biggest thing is rideability because it's <clears throat> really, 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 really hard to write something that is not stable. And or is it more from that way? I mean, if that's your thing, if you want to struggle, go for it. If you want to attempt to mount a beach ball in a pool, be my guest. It's not going to be easy. But <laughs> I mean, sh- waiting to happen. it, it is. <laughs> so what is the next question?
1: Dear Jessica and Mimalia. I guess that's how it would be pronounced spelled like yeah. that. Despite a lot of overlap in preferences, there's fairly noticeable distinctions between lifestyles and kink preferences. Like in the broad quote diaper community. As an example, you have kinky scene play ABDL, you have kinky scene play little and lifestyle, sometimes non-sexual lifestyle, Littles among numerous other variants. Where do you fall and how do you engage on spectrums like this. This is from Definitely Bigger Than Sky, comma Ashy, pronouns she, her.
0: I've seen so many memes about the spectrum of AB and DL over the years, and I think I very strongly lean towards AB, where, you know, I definitely enjoy my padding, but it's not like an absolute requirement. And while it is a fetish for me in that regard, and you know, I absolutely do have a padding fetish, it is very much secondary to my love of the headspace and the lifestyle. So, in that regard, I think I definitely lean towards AB a lot more heavily. Oh, no, I'm reading the rest of the question over right now. I'm just thinking about it. I'm going to give you the talking stick while I turn this over in my head some more.
1: Yeah. Um, whew, there's a lot to say. So for me, um, where I fall on that spectrum kind of honestly just kind of varies um, <clears throat> on the very rare occasion that I find myself in Little Space, which it's very rare uh i'm not even sure honestly like it just kind of go with it um i'm mostly in a caregiver headspace and you know i look at the spectrum between you know scene to scene or you know just behind closed doors versus like lifestyle And the thing that, you know, I think that we need to uh, acknowledge is that there's lifestyle littles and lifestyle CGL, and there's the version of lifestyle that lends itself to very problematic situations. Mm -hmm. Um, A personal contact of mine... Uh, Somebody that they know very well, for example, is an ABDL, but they want to be the, quote, lifestyle little who is, you know, babied all the time, basically doesn't really do much for a job. Like, this is the person who...
0: Like, no balance?
1: There's no balance. There's no... It's like there's no... Mm. um, kink life balance but like they'll go and spend money on like diapers before they pay their bills and like Mm. that that's what i mean where it lends itself to the problematic um type of quote lifestyle like you have to be able to balance out your lifestyle dynamic with some of a vanilla life in there because there is
0: right.
1: even the world we live in. There's not going to be a hundred percent time that you can be kinky, no matter what, everywhere, no like no matter who's around. But there are ways that you can do things that are both. Like I I, I heard um, just an example. I, I read this. I think it was on Tumblr, um, and it was really good because think about like this. Like let's say you and your daddy go out, right? And let's say that, you know, you have a rule that you're allowed alcohol on certain situations or certain parameters or whatever, but you have to have permission. Sure. Okay. So let's say you're going out with two friends that you know you don't want to expose them to this. They're pretty vanilla, whatever the case may be, but it's not really appropriate for you to like turn to your caregiver and your partner and be like, can I have permission to have booze?
0: Right.
1: Except you turn it around and do something like, you know, you're out with friends, you're out with your partner, you know, drinking at dinner, you know, you can turn around and just say, hey, um, is it all right if I have, you know, a glass of wine or whatever with dinner? Because then you're, you're not, you're asking permission because they know you're asking permission, but you're also like, getting their feedback on the situation because maybe when you go out for dinner, not everybody likes to drink when they go out for dinner, right? Like, you just kind of get a vibe for reading the room with your partner, but to you, there's more to it. So you can, and it's, you know, it's the same with like any situations. You can go into it with very clear expectations and then act on those expectations and results later. Like if I were to, if I had a little and I was taking her to an event or something with my family, that's not something I want to do, like have it out and about in front of my family. But she'd know in advance, you know, I expect please and thank you. I expect, you know, respect. I expect X, Y, Z, like very specific kind of behavioral rules that I expect of my little not just with my parents yes definitely with them but kind of in general like manners are very important to me for, for, for instance so you know I'll have that set up and set those expectations with her before we go and then when we get back we debrief because I'm not going to do anything while I'm there but I can make mm-hmm. attention I was going to say you
0: can take notes
1: Right. So, like, there's just, there's so many ways, and I think there's nothing wrong with being a scene-to-scene, you know, uh, somebody who enjoys scene-to-scene or somebody whose lifestyle. Personally, I fall very heavily into the lifestyle corner, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. But I know how, even though I'm in the lifestyle corner, I know how to put things on pause when they need to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of where I fall. <laughs> yeah. And like yours, I can't believe I overlooked that. I absolutely fall onto the lifestyle half of the category as well. But like we've been saying since nearly episode one, since before you were even the permanent co-host is that balance is balancing any sort of lifestyle dynamic in kink is so unbelievably important in every regard like having some kind of grounding in in you know in a vanilla life in a vanilla headspace is very important and it is totally fine to be a lifestyler it, it's you know it's it, it's concerning to lose touch on all of like reality that's when it starts to get a little bit you know a little sus as it were mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like uh, we knocked that one out of the park do we want to move on Sure. Awesome. Um,
1: This one is from A.B. Michael, pronouns he, him. Dear Jazzy and Miss Mimi, insert creative honorifics here. Uh, I don't have any creative honorifics. I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) Daddy and I are actually getting ready to purchase uh, some honorific titles. He's looking at Lord, and I'm looking at Baroness. (laughs) Because do you know about Sealand? The prince, uh, it's like an independent micronation principality off the coast of the UK? No. You can buy... Well, it, it's basically like this tiny little fort in the middle of the ocean from World War Two, and it's an old British sea base, and it was taken over by a pirate radio station, and they started... Yes, exactly. People are talking about it in the chat. Um, you can... Go on their website, and they fund this little micro-nation by selling titles of nobility. So you can buy lord, lady, baron, baroness, duke, duchess, and you can also buy little one-square-foot um, plots of land on the barge. And I was thinking, if I buy one of these and gift it to my father and say, you are the king of this piece of land, that would make me legally a princess, and I would be able to use that honorific that, and It would be. That's pretty cool. I know. Right. OK, so the question is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK, so I've been in the community for almost 20 years and have attended, hosted, assisted munches, parties and big events. While I have a number of littles as friends, my shyness has kept me from expressing my desire to interact with them as anything other than our adult selves. As a result, I have almost no scene experience. Even then, in considering Kimmy's advice to have clear communication during negotiation about our likes, dislikes, limits, and what I want out of a scene, I realize that I'm unsure what I'd say. I've looked at age play negotiation forms, but many of the items are related to sexual desires. That makes sense for most people. However, I've recently decided that I'm asexual and I've been wearing diapers 24-7 for many years. So that limits things somewhat. As a follower of the Sofian Pudding Discord, I've learned that there is a bigger world of play scenarios than the usual being forced into diapers, wearing diapers in public, being denied orgasms, etc. But for those of us without the experience and creativity of the Starling household, where can we find ideas for those types of scenarios?
0: From A.B. Michael He Him. So you've come to House Starshine for answers, have you? <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, um, The first step to negotiating with a partner, I think, is really taking some time in negotiating with yourself to figure out what specifically you want. And I absolutely hear you about wanting to engage in age play scenes from from an asexual standpoint, because I feel like there's a lot of things in our community that are very, 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 very sexually slanted, and that can leave a lot of people who are ace or arrow identifying to feel really left out. And frankly, I have a lot more fun in like non-sexual scenarios, so whether it be like having daddy, like lay a blanket on the floor with like Legos or something, or like doing coloring or um, another big one. That's really, really good is like school or preschool or like playing house or anything like that. Those are all, you know, in a roundabout way, kind of like a scene using scene as like the BDSM word. That's kind of the age play equivalent of a scene in the way without any sort of like sexual energy being like generated or exchanged. And that's one way to look at it. And if that, you know, if you feel like that's something that could be really cool, I would absolutely say like maybe explore that internally and if that resonates, maybe talk to your potential partners that you are vetting to see if they'd be, you know, wanting to do that or if not maybe keep searching and you know, find what'd be really fun. Uh interacting with other littles I was really scared to do with at first. Um I think I didn't that really didn't uh, start to go away until I um, until I joined uh, our local dungeon here and they have a littles playroom, as I've said so many times in the past on the show. But um, that's where I I met a lot of littles in real life, which I have had ABDL friends in real life, but this time it was like different, you know, because it was people that I didn't directly know at all or like brand new people and they were and we were coloring together and that was cool and then when I uh, met Nifruka and Mm Tonki at MFF that sort of like sealed the deal and then I was like forever like marked like ABDL degenerate and everything but so much of what we did was just like innocent coloring and then Nif we would ask him to like hey can you fill up our sippy cups and it's just like so you're still engaging in like with other people, but there's no sexual energy being tossed around. And it's very like, since, since, you know, that, that energy isn't being present in the space, it takes a level of like stress and context. And it takes those layers off of the situation. And it's, it's almost like you can relax a little bit more in my opinion. I feel like I've dominated this question. I'm going to give you the talking stick again.
1: I'm just waiting patiently. You know, I, I I have lots of things I can say, and I'm don't want to interrupt your train of thought. So, first, I really need to visit this dungeon. Apparently, uh, <laughs> yes,
0: yes, you do. You well, know, first and foremost, are... the U.S. needs to get its shit together with COVID, and then yeah. we can get you to the states. And then we can take you for Poutine and then we can take you to the dungeon. No, no,
1: no, no, no. If we're going to have Poutine, you're coming
0: up here. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you are going to have Poutine. That's not how it's pronounced. That's doing how it wrong. That's how it's pronounced in New Phanese. NIF told me so uh, that there's a I don't need to say anything on this. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <That's> not how <laughs> it's pronounced. The other Canadian in the chat says oh, I hurt God. her soul. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, what, what, you were it, saying.
1: Yeah, it's pronounced Putin
0: Poutine. first.
1: We're not having this fight. <laughs> so, um, okay, so basically I'm gonna come at this from like a a multi directional approach. So I, I'm with you. Like I have I used to be one of the three um community leaders before i moved out of ottawa like i was very involved running munches parties playdates amongst all the private like functions that i did so i like i get you um and there's a couple things that i want to like point out it is especially when like just engaging with little space in general, I have always found it easier on littles who are maybe a little more shy or have trouble engaging with that space with other people around. When you're around other littles who are like just significantly more confident about their, you know, not that you're not confident about your space, but like they're just outwardly confident about expressing it. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why I like I I completely agree with like you're, you're talking about when you met people at the dungeon. It's a completely different space, and sometimes like group spaces like that where you don't necessarily know everybody, but like you might know one or two people, and there's some folks that are just really like it's kind of like um, getting involved with new friend groups and that, and it's it can be really good. It can be scary, but it can be really good. Mm -hmm. on a slightly like more private side of things. Like if you have a whole bunch of friends who are also littles, right? And you want to engage in little space with them, but you want to do it very non-sexual and you kind of want to just have a nice time about it. Like I would very, like very much first and foremost, what kind of things do you enjoy? in little space like do you like coloring do you like movies do you like tea parties like what kind of stuff is fun and comforting and good for you in those spaces it like in those kinds of uh non-sexual just kind of innocent little space yeah and then i you know once you kind of have a grasp on that you can start looking at what kind what are out of those situations, which ones would you what would which ones would you like to maybe have more people involved with? Like a tea party with other littles would be hella fun. Absolutely. And like you can slowly work up to it. And those are the kinds of conversations that you can have with the people that you're very close with who may be other littles, maybe um littles who are maybe middles or whatever and you can discuss like if you're going to be on like the same playing field or if somebody's going to be kind of like pseudo looking after the other or like what have you for those situations but being open and honest with yourself about what you're like interested in is going to lead towards those conversations and you don't have to like it's scary but you don't have to jump two feet in all like right away like you can you can you know, you've said that you're not hundred percent comfortable hanging out other than just being adults. Okay, cool. Sure. So let's, let's say.
0: Be adults uh, in padding, maybe.
1: That, that's an idea. Let's say you have a little friend that comes over for just an evening and you guys watch a movie. Well, why not watch a little friendly movie or you Moana. could, um, instead of having all of your drinks in glasses, make them bottles or sippy cups. You can tweak little things and kind of, like, build on them as you go. And as you do that, you'll get more confidence. You'll get more, you know, ideas. You'll get... And it's just as cliche as it sounds. Like, just, you know, try not to think about it so much. Like, reflect, be honest with yourself. You know, think critically about what you want. But know when it's okay to put it down because Mm -hmm. the more you overthink it the more your shyness is going to kick in the more you're going to get nervous or anxious about it all and that's fine like i understand those feelings but like you're you're kind of like digging your own hole so you know finding that balance between the two is going to help a lot um, mm-hmm. You know, one, one step at a time, you know, you don't have to go eyeballs deep. You can go ankle deep and just like one piece, one step. And then eventually you're going to find that some of the folks that you've engaged with on some of the smaller things. And it's going to just progress. And you might find that talking about that stuff and being shy and those insecurities with these folks that you trust it might be more rewarding than you think it will be because you never know what they're feeling too right
0: i think the other thing is that when you meet people you can also like like a potential play group you can all hop in like a group chat together when you're not in person just to like chat and get to know each other more and then when you meet again in person that can really like break down a lot of walls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it just, it takes time. And when it comes to like coming up with ideas or thinking of like fun scenarios, um, I'm not sure I actually have advice for that. You can talk to like, talk to people, engage with folks. And the kind of the more you talk around, you know, and get to know people, ideas can spring out of left field like all the time. Um, like I was talking to somebody not long ago and I've got this just stupid long list of art ideas that I want to have done. And like. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of money. You know, I'm not going to have yeah, all of those done, but like I just when I get an idea, I write it down. And then I just have it like I have one that I'm I'm plotting out right now where it's a caregiver and they're little at the fair riding in one of those little like spinning teacup rides.
0: Oh, my God, wholesome. like
1: for a piece of art that I want to do. Like, it's really cute and I'm, I'm really excited, but I'm just trying to figure out some of
0: the details for it. You know who would do that piece? Amazing Justice is Box.
1: I would love for Juicebox to do that. I know Juicebox doesn't do commissions that often. So, like, I kind of want to see where they're at. But I, I would. Gosh, I love Juicebox's art. Yeah. Juice, no, we love for you. Real.
0: <laughs> Juice, we love you. We really, really do. Um, Another good one. And this is directly tied to the fact that after years, I finally got access to Koshu Pen, and I'm loving it so far. Uh, but Rocket Manatee would also, I feel, do a great job with that piece. Yeah. But th- then again, that's another artist that rarely opens up for commissions. There's a lot of artists that I'd love to have. There's, I, like
1: I said, I have a stupidly long list of ideas for pieces that i want to have done but like that's that's where i get inspiration right like i write things down as soon as i like whenever i get ideas i'm just like oh that's awesome let's write it down and then i'll go back and i'll read over my list and yeah some of them get scratched out and some of them get you know some of them add like it's just a constant building of ideas
0: insert plug for cool hooves here who has done yep. multiple pieces for me, Daddy, and I think every single member of the S and household? <laughs> they, uh, we love Cool Hooves, and people are in the chat are going Cool Hooves is amazing. In this in this server, we stand Cool Hooves. Cool Hooves did my cheetah art. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. We are really off track. Should we do the next one? <laughs> uh, this is
1: from uh, Jamie, comma Gay Bacon. Pronoun, she, her.
0: Would that be Gakin? Are we going to fight over this, like, poutine? Anyway, so, dear Judge
1: crew, when you think of the terms...
0: I'm sorry. Please continue.
1: <laughs> when you think of the terms little space and or pet space... What memories immediately come to mind? What moments have defined what these terms mean to y'all?
0: Well, I would say first things that come to mind are my memories of Capcom. Both times I've been, and that includes the times I went with Nif and Ruka and the time that I went with uh, Daddy, because both of them were just uniquely... Amazing. And there there's the memory of like Daddy putting me in the crib for the first time and he was wearing like his classy like business suit looking very dadly and everything. Then we went to um the what's the name of the Japanese market? It's Mitsuwa. Mitsuwa. And then he got me a stuffy there and we had lunch and it was great. And then wow. we did a bunch of stuff around Chicago And it was a really grand time And then we went back to the hotel And he would like give me a bath With all the toys and everything And then the year that I went with Niff uh, Nif and Ruka We were there and we had like A changing table set up And we had like our doors open So people could see in on our play space And it was really great And those were like really really defining moments Not only in like my little space, but also just like in my life in general, like those were very, very impactful moments. And those people have played like a very, very huge role in like who I am right now and why I'm doing the show and everything. So that's what I would say.
1: That's really sweet. Wholesome. Um, gosh, uh, impactful moments, you know, I, um, I'd say that there are two really big moments that stand out for me. Um one of them was just the experience of running that daycare even though it was absolute hell
0: some yeah. days.
1: But you know, it was it just it really gave me a lot of confidence in my, you know, abilities and how much I just I love this part of me. And you know, I think that was a really impactful experience for how much I learned and how much I, you know, learned about myself and, you know, it just following that, I think probably the most impactful moment was when I went to Tomcat, God knows how many years ago. Uh, for those who don't know, Tomcat is a, a camping trip that was originally f- founded as the Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Kingston, Age Play Tribe, something Mm. along those lines. Basically, like, um, that, like, group of cities up here in Ontario has a very, very tight-knit community. Like, all the leaders talk to each other. You know, we're always helping each other, letting each other know, like, if we have potential problematic people or people on the ban list or whatever. Um, So... They opened it up, I don't know what the new name is or whatever, but I don't, the event's gotten slightly, I don't know, there's a lot of drama there. But anyway, I went to a very early edition of Tomcat and you know, it was, uh, I was with a little that I I was with years ago and like, they were, you know, huge part of my life and we're still very, very good friends. Um, we ended up splitting because just distance was was killing brutal. Us. It was like a, I don't know, five and a half hour drive between us. Ooh. Considering neither of us had a car or a license, it was... Uh, it
0: Sounds was... brutal.
1: But like, you know, I experienced a lot with them and like experiences with Tomcat, you know, we have this picture where i was a one of three people doing wax like we were um wax tops for that scene Mm -hmm. and we had a a a panel of people um on a huge tarp in the dungeon space and we actually wrote out tomcat insert date because i don't remember what the year was in wax and we each did different cut like it was super cool and like it was a really big moment for me too, because I, um, as you and I have spoken, you know, I have uh, fairly strong ties to my faith, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm also kind of superstitious about some things. Like, um, I'm a little bit weird about talking about things like ghosts and spirits. Mm A bit of an an interesting relationship with that subject matter. And the thing was, like, this camping trip is in the middle of the woods.
0: Oh, no.
1: uh, So, like, I was okay normally because, you know, I was was tenting it. So I brought a tent. We had a tent on the main ground. Everything was fine. And then, you know, you go basically up the hill... To the end of the road round the bend And then they have A couple cabins up there But on your way To the cabin There's a really Broken down Run down Old sugar shack Oh no The year prior To me going They had like A murder I don't They had some kind of thing In there to do with ghosts Or something I don't know But like they were telling So what happened was Um, we got rained out like big time on the last night there and my tent, I don't know. I honestly don't know what happened. It was perfectly fine, but something came loose. One of the pegs came out of the ground. The tent started flopping over, you know, sprung a leak, had to, I mean, we were lucky enough that I was able to pack 90% of the stuff up into the car and we were able to stay up in the cabin. Um, it was a very impactful moment for me because it also really emphasizes and makes you remember that it is okay for, you know, as caregivers, part of our job and part of the thing that we absolutely love, or a lot of us do, I'm going to speak generally here. Me as a caregiver, one of the things that I love and i see as part of one of the most important things that i can do is to be there and support my little when they're struggling, when they're scared, when they're going through something like all it doesn't matter the Aww. situation but it's equally as important to recognize that that coin can be flipped and when i was getting the last bits of things you know to go up to the cabin I stopped for a moment to have a quick snack and a drink and all that. And my partner was with me. And one of the people we were staying with started talking about the sugar shack. Oh, no. didn't go. It didn't go over well with me. Like I was feeling kind of uneasy about it. Like, but I was okay. I had my flashlight. I was all good. And like, see, it got, it got unfortunate because as I'm walking up the hill, passing the damn sugar shack, guess you know my flashlight dies
0: oh no <laughs> like, no 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 it's, no no it's
1: just everything compounding one after the other after the other and i was like
0: not no, fuck full-blown that. freak
1: out but i was not having a good time and it was super impactful for me because my little was only a few steps behind me and you know they came up and they did that thing where like they lock fingers in your hand when you're holding hands and then just like wrap their arms around your arm and we went straight up the road and around the bend to the cabin and like it's just a lot of things to be reflective on a lot of things to think about a lot of things you know and good memories and like I still have um, like souvenirs from there and from that camping trip and eventually my plan is to plan one of my own and have my own people and friends in that to have a camping trip
0: mm-hmm. um you yeah. can yeah bring me there to do some you know some spooky witchcraft cleansing I'll burn some sage and spread salt around the sugar shack <laughs> I'll <laughs> do my witchy to, stuff
1: we don't go to those grounds anymore for a whole host of different reasons but um
0: chief among them being haunted
1: it, it was just it was a big it was a big trip for me, and I, I remember it. I'd say 90 percent very fondly. I have some issues with some things that happen near the end, but, you know, people, drama, it's whatever. Yeah, but uh, always remember, folks, it is OK for your little to be your
0: rock as much as you are theirs. This and this react pin post that's all i got (laughs) that's good let's do the next one this is from wrath
1: the greatest error pronouns he him dear jazz band and mimi mimic if you could move to any country in the world for no cost either to vacation or live where would it be and why I already know the answer to this one.
0: <laughs> Ashley in the chat said not America. Uh, that is true. Uh, I would say maybe, most likely Canada. Just because that is where a vast majority of my friends are going to. But that's also contingent on me being able... Oh, no. Jamie no, in the chat says... why would says, we but
1: ever th- move to Alberta? Why would... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Jamie and Chad said, but not Alberta, right? I was just like, as a husky who loves the snow, Alberta sounds wonderful. Uh, <laughs> but all this is contingent on me being able to bring daddy with me and me having internet access. Those are That's a fairly low bar. But honestly, where I would love is to move to Antarctica. I've had a lifelong dream of going to the seventh continent at the bottom of the world. And I almost got to go too, because Airbnb was having like a whole thing where it's just like, Hey, we're doing a citizen science expedition to Antarctica. And the people that they chose is, uh, is that uh, Casa says you can't live there. They ain't got shit. <laughs> uh, I, I would find something to do. But the plane that Airbnb sent with all the citizens went down, but they don't talk about that. You didn't hear it from this show. Shh. But I would love to live there because I am just very like need my space Cryptids It says Starbucks would be so expensive, <laughs> but everything,
1: I, so expensive,
0: everything would, it, that almost, it would be worse than living in borrow Alaska which is the northernmost U.S. city, like in the Arctic Circle. But yeah, probably Canada, uh, likely Newfoundland. Probably Newfoundland, if not that, maybe like Ontario. I mean, if you move to Newfoundland, you're basically moving two countries away. Yeah, basically. (laughs) From everything I've heard, that is basically... Right, yeah, no, moving to Newfoundland is basically like Canada too. From what I've been told from from both Newfany's and not Newfany's.
1: There's a reason they were the last to join the country. Let's just say that.
0: (laughs) Because the rest of the country said, fuck you. That's why. I think the British like them too much. The British like Canada too much. The British like a lot of parts of the world way too much. Insert comment about imperialism here.
1: I think they like us a lot, too, because, you know... You know how we left? You know how we left British Britain? Yeah. Oh, my God. We declared war in World War Two a whole like handful of days later than they did because we were protesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's,
1: that's so petty we're country Britain. We're declaring war when we damn well feel like
0: it. <laughs> I love Several it days
1: later. Okay. We feel like it.
0: <laughs> Sluggy says they don't grow corn in Antarctica. So what's the point? i can respect that if i so oh go ahead um, i'm gonna say my final answer is canada somewhere north enough to see the northern lights and i'm good
1: all right i'll give you that i already live in canada so i can't use that as an answer can i like just stay here does that count
0: (laughs) yeah that counts is there anywhere else you would want to move like anywhere in europe
1: if i was gonna go anywhere else other than living here I'd probably move to Munich in Germany. Oh, okay. One, I speak the language. So, very easy transition. Mm -hmm. Two, I have a lot of friends there. Three, the kink scene is fucking awesome.
0: Shit! Yeah, it is. (laughs) So, this is a fun story. Uh, My parents were visiting Germany for, like, their 30th anniversary. They did, like, a big, like, Tour of Europe and everything and they had been Saving up for a while to make this special Mm. So they went to Europe And they went to Germany During Euroference (laughs) (laughs) And they were in Their double-decker bus and oh, the tour yeah. guide was speaking in German to them, like, oh, there's some kind of conference going on with people wearing animal costumes. And my parents were like, those are furries. And they got so excited and they sent me pictures from year over. And so I was like, this is bullshit. Why did you get to go? And I didn't. What the hell? That's awesome. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was just, just like, watch, you're going to go to Japan and run into, like, j moff <laughs> while they're there. <laughs>
1: The kink scene in Germany is really good. Um, if I didn't go to Germany, my very, 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 very close second is um, uh, Salzburg in Austria. Mm-hmm. Again, I speak the language. Some Salzburg is kind of a weird city in that. So like when you go to Germany, um, or at least in the experiences I've had, everybody's super nice when you don't speak really, you know, German really well. If you try, mm-hmm. you know, they'll they'll help you or like, you know, speak to you in English or whatever. Like, they're just very nice about it. I awesome. went to Austria and Salzburg, it's exactly like that. Like, that's exactly how they are. They're so nice and so friendly. I went to Vienna, holy fuck. You try and oh, no. If you're bad at German and you go to Vienna, like the number of eye rolls and sighs, like, you know, you oh. you're trying, uh, you know, you're trying to order coffee or whatever in in German, and they'll just go. Oh, that sucks. Bitch. And it's uh. like, <laughs> off. I'm trying here. But like it's it's funny because like the further east in Europe you go the the less they the less they care. We got to Hungary on that trip when somebody tried ordering in Hungarian and they just kind of look at you with this blank stare like what the fuck are you even trying for? <laughs> it's, but yeah, I'd go a 100% I'd go to Germany first, preferably in Munich, maybe Berlin. And then I would go to um, Austria, but it would have to be Salzburg. I am not moving to Vienna.
0: That's fair. I can respect that. (laughs) Out of curiosity, of the many languages you know, what is your most proficient non-English language? French. I had a feeling you would say that. I've been speaking
1: French since I was four years old. Damn. I mean, I'm basically a native speaker. Like, I'm sorry, but... You can't count the quote unquote English that I was speaking between what, like the day I was born till I was four. Like that's very brutally rudimentary English. Like you have enough to get by, but you don't know what you're doing.
0: (laughs) I mean, shit, I wasn't speaking till I was like three. (sighs) That's impressive. Right. And then
1: so like, you know, I go into school and they dump me in French immersion. So everything I do is in French except for English so english. like i had my english class in english and then just everything else was in french so like i'm basically a native french speaker <laughs> sure I speak french just as well as most quebecers and that's pretty brutal Quebecers, uh, but i mean i like i have um i have my uh it's called a DELF exam it's a uh internationally recognized bilingual test and if you have your certificate you your passing, whatever, um, you're internationally recognized as bilingual. Huh? So, yeah, when French, you said French,
0: Delph, French. when you said Delph, all I could think of was dark elf. I'd like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's just gutter brain doing the thinking <laughs> right now. A little bit, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit in
1: order. It goes English, French, German, Italian and then Latin.
0: Oh, Latin. That is my that is my second language. I love Latin.
1: So, yeah, I speak a lot of languages. <laughs> cool. So uh, next one, this is from Skywalker Ranch. Pronouns: he, him. Dear Jazzy Jazz Pants McStarbum and Magical Montiferous Mad Madam Mimi. Hey, I am not mad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Only you're only, about to okay,
1: be just a little bit what just is a little bit the best way to make friends at a convention assuming we ever have one of those again oh god i hope so
0: go directly up to them lock eye contact stand within six inches of their face and go hey i to. i like talking to you let's be friends and then do not break eye contact to assert dominance and then go on and talk ad nauseum without allowing for the other person to speak. That is how you make friends.
1: I mean, y- you might think she's not serious, but like that's a legitimate way to make friends.
0: I've no, it's not. People- I, w- I was not being serious. Please don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. It's it stresses people <laughs> the fuck out. It's- It's funny
1: because that's how me and one of my work friends became friends in sort of those kinds of circumstances. But but no, don't do that how to make friends. Just just relax, be yourself. Talk to people about, like, if you're at, like, vendor stands and stuff and you meet people there, you can talk to them about any mutual interest that you're at a convention. I'm sure you have some mutual interest. Yeah. Uh, If you're, you know, cosplaying and they're cosplaying, you know, you can talk about you know cosplay is there's just finding common ground to talk to people and if you're shy like that's okay like you know um
0: there are other shy people who would be desperate for human contact but don't want to do it so maybe building that bridge is best for both of you
1: yeah and it never hurts to bring a buffer with you like bring a friend and you know if you want to meet new people and your friend is you know understanding of that like that's great you know make sure you're you know talking about where you're at what you're feeling what your goals are that kind of stuff but honestly if you go to the convention and just have fun you'll meet people that's just kind of how conventions work most of the time
0: Sorry, I was just typing back to the people in the chat. People are going wild with this one. <laughs> they also went wild for the pronunciation of Putin, But they're also going wild for this one. And this is exactly what I would, was hoping with the live show. Like, they were, like,
1: right to go with the proper pronunciation of Poutine because you're wrong. I'm sorry you're, like, on the wrong side of the border. You're just wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Another thing I would add is bring a wing person, but also have if you're at a convention, have like a conversation piece, whether it be like your badge or a special shirt or maybe your fursuit or anything. Just like it's always like good to have like some kind of conversation piece so people can be like, hey, that's blah, blah, blah from blah, 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 made by blah, blah, blah. There you go. Instant conversation starter. And people will come up to you and start conversation a lot more than you realize. And it's great. Uh, I think I want to take a moment and say uh, if you choose to bring an instrument or or a speaker to a convention, first of all, don't fuck you. And second of all, if you do make the bad decision to do that, Uh, realize that, uh uh-oh, didn't Miss Mimi disappear? I did not. Okay. Uh, Just realize that um, there are people with sensory issues, so please stop blasting 2012 dubstep in the hotel lobby. You suck. But also, if you're going to play an instrument like a guitar at a convention, which I see this a lot, or an ocarina, no more than one song And that's a great way to get conversations going. Like, don't just know the Legend of Zelda soundtrack. Also know, like, some anime songs or, like, anything else, because that's a great way to get a conversation started. Or, like, if you're going to walk around with a guitar, know the chords to, like, a song or an opening or fucking Wonderwall, because that's always hilarious, and that's a great way to make people chuckle. Or know the little riff to Freebird, bird that'll definitely turn heads and get people to talk jamie asks, can you play through the fire and flames on your ocarina that would yeah, definitely double tonguing though fuck just do 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 that would absolutely get people to talk to you especially if you do that in like the gaming room just straight up don't walk around and have the only thing that you know how to play be stairway to heaven i swear to god oh god don't do it <laughs> Or don't walk around just strumming random open chords, please. Stop playing zombie chords. There's like straight up dozens of
1: songs that you can learn that have three or four chords and you're good to go. Like, honestly, like you can learn free fallen in
0: in about 15 minutes because there's three chords. (laughs) I want to I want to make a note that I am fully aware of just how jaded and shitty I sound. And that is part of the joke I'm going for. And I feel kind of bad because I sound really pretentious. And that's like kind of what I'm trying to go for. If you want to make noise at convention, by all means, fucking do it. (laughs) Like by all means, there is no problem with that. I'm just, I'm just being silly. Uh, another, another one is uh if an instrument is part of your cosplay that's a really good excuse like there are a lot of uh fooly cosplayers that have blue rickenbackers which if you have the money to blow on a rickenbacker for a cosplay holy shit (laughs) because those bases are around two thousand dollars a piece and they're awesome just saying i got to play one over the course of my career and i loved it but yeah no that's another good thing but um your cosplay can be a conversation piece, Your fursuit can be a conversation piece. I mean shit. Uh, you could be in the gaming room at a convention playing what did the kids play? Smash? Playing Smash or um, what do the kids play? What are you three? God. <laughs> I'm not a hashtag gamer. I, I don't like Smash. Sue me. No, Desi, but yeah, After play music. <laughs> yeah, we play music. Why do people think I'm 21 in real life? I'm 25. People are asking. <laughs> anyway. Casa says 21, 25, same thing. And Jamie says happy 17th birthday. That's not correct. But um, in the gaming room, maybe if you play a good round of Smash with someone, just say like, hey, good game. Did you see the move that you did with like the the combo that was pretty sick brosef. i don't know how gamers communicate but that's another thing and there you go you can start talking about like the intricacies of super smish
1: you're gonna be and in the game room and you're gonna be playing games with folks be a graceful loser if you lose yes I Cannot not tell you how many how many more friends you will make being a graceful loser if you lose shake hands or just thank them for playing thank them for a good game honestly if you can lose well people are gonna want to play a game with you because you know if you lose if you're a bad loser you know it's just it's and now all i can think of is that scene from The dodgeball scene from Fate, if anybody watches Fate. But, like... Oh, my God. The whole whole thing, they were so competitive, and they're straight up, they're just like, yeah, if we win, you're going to be our slaves for insert amount of time. And they're like, okay, well, if we win, same thing. And it's funny, because they're like, what are you going to have us do? You're going to stand in line for me. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) It's so <laughs> brutal.
0: But yeah, just just have fun, you know? <coughs> the the rules are be sociable, read the room, <coughs> you <coughs> know, all that stuff. If you need to practice like some things in the hotel mirror, like some like conversation starters, by all means go for it. But don't, you know, go up to someone and breathe directly into their nostrils for them. That's that is, that is <sighs> I noticed you're wearing a diaper. What are you wearing? Not a great way to... Wear uh, deodorant. Uh, wear deodorant. You will make so many friends if you wear to. Oh! I got one for the hashtag Magic the Gathering pro gamers out there like me. Um, uh, commander format is, like, the go-to format for a lot of conventions. Almost everyone who plays Magic at a certain... You know, at certain experience level in their magic career has an EDH commander format deck. Mm-hmm. In that deck, do not under any circumstances <laughs> include infinite combos because that goes against one of the first rules of EDH, which is make your deck fun for everyone, <coughs> including yourself.
1: You'll never make friends if you just crush people into the ground in magic over and over and over again. You'll never make
0: friends if you uh paint your servant into a grindstone you're not going to make any friends also pro tip if
1: you're at a convention and um i know some (sighs) depending on the hotel brand that you're that you're staying with if you're staying in a hotel sometimes you know hotel smell is a thing um yes like are your upper brand hotels are going to be a lot better but like if depending your upper brand oh, ho, ho. fee fee foo foo fa I work for a hotel company so i stay wherever the hell i want so <laughs> whatever but pro tip if you're at a hotel always carry some in your in your luggage cuz if you don't like or you're not fussy on the smell of your room like beyond like if there's an actual problem like if it just kind of you're not whatever it's hotel air um, put dryer sheets over your vents.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: They're very thin, it won't inhibit air um, movement. But like, don't like press them down, and make sure you put it on the outgoing vents, not the you know air return. But like, if you're on your air conditioning stuff, if you put, you can put dryer sheets around some of the the blowing air. You can put some, like, good sense into your room. Like, that's what we used to do at some hotels. My brother did that in his dorm. Like, it works. And they're dirt cheap.
0: That's very similar to uh, what I do with my fursuit. Is, in addition to the fursuit spray, which you absolutely should use anytime you wear your suit. Just saying. Uh, anytime I wasn't wearing Jazzy, I'd always stuff a dryer sheet in her head in her paws, in the sleeves, and uh, in the feet. And my god, she smelled so good. And it was the best. And I cannot recommend that tip enough. Uh, Cryptid, who has been super active in the chat for the whole show, so thank you very much for hanging out with us. Uh 4-in-1 travel containers are highly recommended, Uh, Cryptid also said, but they also there seeing me, like, stuff dryer sheets into Jazzy. <laughs> and it's it's a very real thing. Like, please do that. Yeah. So yeah. that's... That's how you make friends. That's how you make friends. We have one more question. We have one more question. Good.
1: Also from Skywalker Ranch, pronouns he, him. I'm gonna assume that it's not supposed to say dead Jazzy blort butt and probably... <laughs> And I'm gonna
0: say, say Dear Jazzy. Uh, God, those cues are really close to each other. I mean, I could see that. <laughs> dear Jazzy Blort
1: Butt. And apparently, I've got the longest fucking title ever. It's awesome. Mistress Mimi of the North, first of her name, protector of pamps and defender of babos. If you could design an ideal Littles playground, what would be there? What amenities would it have?
0: Hmm. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh-huh. Do you want to start first and, oh, first and foremost? Have you ever seen a playground that has like the giant like rope thing? It's like a giant rope net. And it's like a big grid, and you can climb on it, and it goes up real high and everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of those. Absolutely. A good selection of non-metal slides. Keyword, non-metal. Non-metal. Um, definitely Jungle Gym. Uh, monkey Bars. One of those, like... I'm not sure if you've ever seen them, but one of those, like, sliders. It's kind of like a... it's It's like a horizontal... Zip line, one of them shits. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide selection of like balls. So like kickball, kickballs, dodgeballs, soccers, a fucking sea of beach balls, obviously. Um, I, I think like the most important part is like the most amount of equipment. But I think most importantly, it's a fence to contain the littles. I think that's really important. And also that would be like very littling. And also the, all the equipment and hardware has to be like primary colors. You know what I mean? Um, oh, and a fireman's pole. How did I forget that? That shit's important. Like a really long ass slide as well. That, that also be great. I I had no idea. I had so many feelings about this. I'm just going down like a, like a Christmas list. <laughs> Uh, all the things I want in this dream playground. Uh not not uh not mulch. Fuck that. Uh definitely that like recycled rubber material. Water park section cryptid in the chat. Uh shout out. Water park section. Water splash pad. Jamie coming in hot with the splash pad. Absolutely. How did I forget? the Water section. And then like one of those things that they have in like a kid's water park where it's like a giant pirate ship and everything with like all the water on it. And it's great. Yes, I'm here for this. I love this show. I love doing this show. It's so good. My voice cracked. (laughs) Please take the talking stick. I need water. Okay. so. um, I'm
1: going to come at this from two different angles. One, is it indoor or outdoors? So, um, if it's an outdoor, I think that there should default. A lot of playgrounds have, like, their jungle gyms and stuff just, like, embedded in the sandbox. At least they do up here. And I don't Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, It's just, like, I'd like a, you know, I would put a dedicated sandbox. I would put a jungle gym that would have like um, like a wobbly bridge, like a bridge that's like
0: yes. um, con-
1: concave, but it like rickets when you run on it. Selection yes. of slides, of course, a splash pad with like um, sprinklers around kind of like the edges, but also like you'd have the buckets up top that slowly fill with water. And as they get to the tipping point, they tip over and then go back up kind of thing. Um, Maybe a tire swing, an assortment of regular swings. Uh, The splash pad is really important if it's an outdoor one. Um, I would also like to have a decent sized patch of grass. Yes. Um, And benches, because obviously if there's gonna be littles and that hanging around, there's gonna be adults and caregivers, we need a place to sit
0: too. So, yes, that's you know, true. Um, picnic tables, picnic tables picnic tables. Yep. And for all the caregivers to sit and to also have <laughs> their babs and to make them come and eat their PB&J sandwiches before releasing them back on the world.
1: As long as there's picnic tables and green space to have picnics, I'm I, you know, if it's indoors, a lot of the same things. Could apply. I wouldn't put a sandbox indoors. You know, I'd have like one of the zipline things. I'd have the the ladders and slides. And we had these really cool like um, inclined monkey bars at one of the um, parks that we had near my old place, where like you can climb onto the play structure by climbing up the monkey bars all the way up. Yes. Um, stuff like that. I would make sure, obviously, if there was, like, going to be any, like, permanent, I want to say staff, but just people watching, um, Mm -hmm. a first aid station would be super, super important.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: things I would make sure not to include. This is just as important. Under no circumstances do you include a ball pit.
0: Under no circumstances. Um,
1: if you have listened to any episodes that I have spoken about ball pits, they are disgusting. And no, just no. (laughs) Um, I would not put teeter-totters of any sorts. Um, Hello, Celeste. I wouldn't put any teeter-totters of any sorts for two reasons. So there are two major kinds of teeter-totters. You have really, really long ones that are like the ones that you see people like you know, one person's all the way up in the air and then the other person just decides to
0: get off and then they <laughs> fall from the sky onto their ass like, no. And then and then you hear <laughs> the wind up cry and then all the caregivers wince all at once. Yep. And their ears perk up.
1: Yep. Uh, it's like meerkats in the grass. They just go, Whose kid
0: is that? <laughs> <laughs> all the parents. Is that my kid? Is that my kid? No, that's your kid. Go get your kid. We'll and, go um, get your kid. Um, the other teeter-totters
1: that I've seen are actually, like, they're multi-person teeter-totters. So it's, like, a three-person bench on either mm-hmm. side with, like, a platform in the middle. But they're done on springs. And they go... They're really, really good, but, like, I... I have seen too many broken limbs on those things to ever condone having them in a playground. I just, I can't do it. Safety-wise, they are not safe.
0: The mental image I got is the one scene from Jackass 2 where Johnny Knoxville, Wee Man, I think Steve-O and Bam Margera are all on a four-person teeter-totter and there's a bull chasing them. And that is one of the most, like, like fucked up scenes in that movie. And I I've been permanently turned off the, by the idea of a four person teeter totter with or without, uh, with or without a bull chasing you for, uh, since I was a teenager.
1: Here we go. This is it. I'm going to just put the picture here. This is the exact ones that we used to have in the playgrounds. And these things are dangerous as all. Fuck. Um, like absolutely not just never. oh that looks cursed yeah
0: like, that looks cursed it's worse than those spinning merry-go-round wheels like just cursed. it's oh I love those you can like have one person like like okay here's a scene idea you can have one person cuffed like spread out and then have all the other people just whipping it super duper fast oh man yeah, memories of Bible somebody,
1: camp. <laughs> <laughs> Did that break you? I, you know, it's Bible st- camp was lit. Listen, I went to band camp.
0: Oh, I went to band camp too. My, it was. Yeah. Anyway, in, so <laughs> in in one summer, I had Boy Scout camp, band camp, and Jesus camp. That was a lit ass summer. It was great.
1: I had, I think in the one summer I didn't have three, I had band camp, followed by a break with daycare at Mimi's mom's house, followed by French Jesus camp. French Jesus camp! (laughs) 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 Wasn't well, like openly about Jesus, but it was run through the the French church, and it was something else.
0: Did you get to meet French Jesus? No. Oh, what a ripoff! <laughs> oh
1: was, no. It was it was an interesting time. They did take us to cool places. We went to like water parks and like amusement parks, but. Uh, French amusement parks. Listen, you know that if I ran a Bible camp, I'd run like a legit, like fun Bible camp. But like, that's a whole other. And that's the experience at French Jesus camp.
0: (laughs) As a pagan, I would absolutely go to your Jesus camp. (laughs) Like no question at all. Also, uh, Cryptid in the chat, that is the exact kind of teeter totter that they had on Jackass.
1: It's the last we want. God. Oh,
0: Chat demands the cat. We demand the cat. What? Cat, kitty. What about kitty, her? kitty, kitty? She needs to chime in on the topic of playgrounds. Uh, we mean, need,
1: we need relax. input. What do you think about playgrounds? Do we need like a cat tree? <laughs> no.
0: <gasps> <gasps> How no! I'm gonna cry on the air. My cat's a little evil hell beast. Oh my god! I love.
1: it's her nickname? Oh. We call her the Hell Beast.
0: The Hell Beast. Ashley in the chat asks, uh, "Let Jazzy ask the kitty a question." If you want to. Yes, I do. Please bring, please bring her back to the microphone. She's here. Okay. Hi, baby. Uh, (laughs) man, coming up with questions is hard. Uh, hmm. What is your favorite cat food? (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) cry. This is the best job ever. This is the best job ever. Uh, Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to compose myself. Okay. Is that the last question? Okay, that's that's the last question. That's all our
1: questions.
0: All right, go team. Good high five, Mimi. (laughs) Yeah, because you're sitting across me uh, right at the other end of the desk. Totally. The other end of the desk extends to Canada.
1: Hey, you know what? It's a very long and very sturdy desk, okay? It's
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's made of Canadian oak. It's a very sturdy desk, eh? good lord (laughs) (laughs) this has been dear jazzy episode 31 mimi where can people find you you can find me on twitter at twitter.com slash bellenacht
1: it is b-e-l-l-e-n-a-c-h-t B-E-L-L-E-N-A-C-H-T. er. So, uh, <laughs> you can also find me on SoundCloud for all of your lullaby needs. Soon to be releasing some very new and very fun acoustic guitar-based lullabies, uh, rather than my usual piano ones. Uh, you might even be Ooh. lucky enough to hear me singing. I haven't decided yet. We'll see. Pending approval. Um, at soundcloud.com backslash Miss Mimi's Lullabies
0: awesome and I have been your other host Jasmine Starshine you can find me at Lil Jesse Baby on Twitter uh, the Patreon is patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine please check that out as she's posting links to all of her stuff in the chat and it's really wholesome that's why she has the so- princess role it's why she has a princess role. Mm. Oh my gosh, she likes the Patreon. <laughs> uh, please support the Patreon if you want to see some porn of yours truly, even some custom work of whatever you want within my boundaries. And I will fill your fantasies. Uh, support the Patreon support the ongoing production of the show. And last but not least, Let me Jesse's- have this. Shut the fuck up <laughs> Dear Jazzy who's at oddswithgod.com Production business online at oddswithgod.com I have been Jasmine Starshine And I miss Mimi Thank you for listening Good night, everybody Daddy says hi to everyone Oh hello dear. What? Oh I'm gosh don't you know says hi. <laughs> Oh gosh don't you know Take off eh I take off your hoser. Go home, eh? Yay. Yeah, eh? Go get some Timmys, eh? Yo, don't joke
1: about that Timmys.
0: <laughs> don't joke about that Timmys. It's a serious business, eh?